And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey there, welcome back to the uh, second ever Gut Check Press Podcast. Uh, Zach, we've got a really uh, exciting show planned, and by show, uh, of course, I mean two guys uh, talking into a microphone, and, and i got to tell you, the, the microphone... Uh, the way we have it set up here at Gut Check World Studios, uh, it's perched atop uh, three of the most feminine books you can imagine. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna read the titles: Mastering the Art of French Cooking by Julia Child, um, Saucy Broad: A Culinary Manifesto of Hope by my wife Kristen Cluck, the Saucy Broad. And in between those two books is maybe the ultimate uh, feminine book purchase. Uh, it's a a really kind of intricately leather bound journal. More uh, pleather bound, really. But pleather bound, still wrapped in the plastic, has never <laughs> been opened. And we, have, how many of those would you estimate that you have laying around your house? The unopened, the number of for like, women. I don't know. I think I feel like you know how uh, like assassins that are trained by secret government programs have to buy the catcher in the rye. Yeah. I feel like I feel like many women have to have to buy journals, cute journals, uh-huh. quote unquote, when they see them, or you know they are going to assassinate somebody. Like I, I, I'd say, there's probably. <laughs> 27 of them around my house. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't find them all, but they're In there. various stacks, like underneath some mail. And, and Yeah, and in a box in the attic, you know, one with like two pages. On top of like a bag of yarn. I gotta Wait, admit... Wait, that's my house. Ted. Oh, no, yeah. there, there's bags of yarn in my house. I gotta admit, though, that I have a couple like masculine, like moleskin type things. Yeah, like with a brown leather, like knurled. Yeah, yeah. 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 And where I was like, I'm going to be the guy that carries around this thing and jots down my ideas. And Where, where each sheet of paper is like a half inch thick. Yeah. And it's got the, like that edge that they like they sawed it off. With you can it. tell what kind of yeah. tree it was. Yeah, 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 I, yeah exactly. So, so you know, I I contribute maybe three or four journals too, uh, yes. and nobody ever uses one of those after age nine. No, never, yeah. absolutely never. Uh, well, as I said, we got a great show on tap. Um, we're going to talk about speaking of purchases. We're going to talk about some uh, some Christmas gift ideas, books uh, that will get used, books that will get used from Gut Check Press. Um, we're going to review, as promised, a uh, an energy drink. And should we just hop right into that? I think we should. The energy drink review, let's do it, man. Uh, Okay, so we've got a, yeah, I want to give you a a little feel for what the audio sounds like here. We've got two tumblers full of ice here in uh, Gut Check World Studios. I'm rolling them around. And the can that we're looking at today is Rockstar Super Sours Energy (laughs) Drink. And the flavor, Zach, is called Bubbleberry. Is it now? So speaking of things that aren't terribly masculine at all yeah uh, i give you this the title of this drink bubbleberry and the color scheme and the color scheme Th- this to me says avril levine circa like 1999 right. was she around then when she was with the skater boy at that time. okay yeah 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 and then she said and then she said see you later boy and then she no longer was right Exactly. Just, and that's the timeline, kind of. No, it's good. It's good. It's good to give people a little background Relative into, dating, yeah. into where she's at. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open the can now, and we're gonna begin to review. You're a guy who does the three drink. taps, huh? Yeah. Do you do the three taps? Uh, you, I don't. No. Here we go. So that's what that sounds like. Opening up, and uh, it opens nicely. It does. Let's get that bouquet. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say about the about the bouquet about the nose on this energy drink. It smells to me, Zach, and you can feel free to push back on this. It smells like it smells like brand new tennis shoes. You know, like when you go to like a sporting goods store and you buy a brand new pair of like running shoes. It's a good smell. Yeah, it's a really really good smell. You open the box for the first time, and uh, and it smells like this drink. Um, so I'm gonna pour 
I'm going to pour a little bit of this for each. I'm going to pour some on your hand and then some into the tumbler. So just let that breathe for a minute. Hmm. Yeah, that's got a good nose on it. So let's take a drink. Talk you know, to me. What are you What are you feeling I'm right getting now? hints of like, remember when you were a kid and you'd, you'd go trick-or-treating and you'd eat all like the mini Snickers and Kit Kats mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and you'd leave like the like crappy like earwax looking fruity candy. Yeah, with like no brand name on it. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. I'm getting hints of that candy. Hints of that like on the finish? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting hints of like Nike Air Force Ones. And okay. just a little bit of like Reebok pumps on the finish. Yeah, I was gonna say Reebok, pump yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah you pump can. It up. You can. But you but, can hear the thing like inflating. I feel like there's about four pumps on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's. And I feel like I feel like they overdid it. I feel like it could have used just three pump, three pumps. Yeah, just so. just a little bit less tennis shoe and a little bit more ghetto candy maybe would <laughs> would would balance out the flavors. No, but I would say this is bad energy drink. Mm-hmm. Um. Give it on the on the Amazon scale of, of zero to five stars. What do you what do you give it? I would say it's about a I, I I would be kind and give it three. Okay. And say that if I had a headache and the only kind of energy drink they had at a gas station was this feminine mm-hmm. rock star, mm-hmm. I'd buy it and drink it. And I'd probably if I was really thirsty, I'd enjoy it. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna up the ante a little bit. I'm gonna give it four and a half stars. Um, just because as a as an athlete, as a former athlete, I, I love that new tennis shoe smell, and I feel like every time I, I purchase and drink this, I get. Oh, I get, this is something you had before. I, I've had one of these before. Oh, yeah, okay. full disclosure, this is my first uh, time experiencing Bubbleberry. So um, <laughs> you know, there's that that's that just adds another layer to the uh, another layer to the, the complexity tapestry of it. that <laughs> is Ted. You know, the rich tapestry, the journey that I'm on, if you will. <laughs> so you're 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 self-identifying as a former athlete now. Is that something you decided, or did that just happen just spontaneously? This no, moment? what do you mean? I mean, I, you just said as an athlete, then you, you corrected yourself and said a former athlete. No, I think I I, I want to be, I want to accept being a former athlete, but I actually want to be like just an athlete. You know what I mean? So I don't want to close the door completely. Awesome, good. That's yeah. good to hear, man. Yeah. That made me a little sad. Speaking of doors and opening and closing doors, I, I feel like I'm just all over the segways today, but. Um, <laughs> I want to give the listeners a little uh, a little taste of what I experienced when I got into your car today when you when you arrived here at the studio. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So I open the door. I get into Zach's car, his uh, his late model Lexus, and um, late meaning that it's late getting into my possession because it's from the year two thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Meaning used, but uh, I was just trying to class it up a little bit. So, <laughs> so I, I I get into the Lexus. I slide into the kind of buttery leather seats and. Um, and you fire the engine up, and I'm, I'm kind of assaulted by just loud rap music. So if you've seen the movie Office Space, like it, sonically, <laughs> it sort of reminded me of the stuff that that Michael Bolton would listen to on the way into work, uh-huh. you know. Uh, and I asked Zach, I said, "What was it?" And, and what did you tell me? I said, "Well, it was Trip Lee. Is what, okay. what it was, yeah." And explain to the listeners who Trip Lee is, if if they're not familiar. Trip Lee is a reformed rapper, uh, and and what that means to me is that I can be a Baptist pastor of a, uh, a smallish church. I can be, like, Dutch and, like, pathetically white and, and just completely devoid of any kind of, you know, what you might call flavor. Did you hear that one? Did, and, and do you hear how the way when I when I say a word and I intone it like that, you can hear the whiteness. Just, yeah, just like, oozing out of you. Seriously, yeah. those doors behind us. Yeah. 
are whiter. Everything in this room just got a little whiter when yeah. you said it that way. I, I could probably make money, like, walking into places that need cleaning and just saying, like... Weberfeld um, got whiter. <laughs> <laughs> I could walk in and just say, like, bling, bling, mm. and it would get whiter. Same thing. Yeah, Same thing just you know? happened. Yeah. So, so anyway, the, the reason that that uh, Trip Lee is so important is because someone like me can connect with him on the Reformed theology in the okay. lyrics okay. And, and feel like I understand that music, uh-huh. and then I feel like I'm less just like nearly transparent. Less just hopelessly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. maybe there's some layer of urban kind of something deep inside of me uh-huh. and that and I'm tapping into it but really I'm fooling myself because it's just a love for Calvinism. There you go. There you go. So so would you say that's the reason um that that a lot of white reform people are are gravitating toward this this rap music. Well the thing is, I mean you to some degree what's interesting though is that Lecrae and Triple are both insanely good at what they mm-hmm. do. Lecrae like wins real awards and and he's an incredibly talented guy. He's been on Jimmy Fallon, correct? Yeah, am I right? Yeah, and he, I mean, his, his albums drop at like number one all the time. So it's it's funny then that there's this sense in the kind of reform subculture that that we're doing him a favor by like buying his records, championing and, his music. Yeah, and like when he in fact he would be fine without us. Yeah, he'd be probably better off because he wouldn't have the 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 ankle the chain the, around his ankle that is like. Holding him back, yeah, yes. yeah. The the Zach factor holding him back just from being yeah. at the absolute apex of his career. But you know what? I'm thankful for that stuff because I really did listen to quite a bit of uh, uh, hip hop music in like the '90s and '80s, and I know you did too. Yeah. And so you know the fact that we could crank up, uh, uh, you know, war, make war, or uh, what, what's the one we used to box to? That was the one. That was the one. Yeah. Who is that? Lecrae, right? No, it wasn't Lecrae. It was a guy with like a Japanese-sounding name. But... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tadashi. Tadashi. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff, too. Yeah, that was a good record. Yeah, and, and, and you can, you know, you I think you have the athlete connection to that mm-hmm. kind of music. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, sure. the weight room, like, like yeah. you know, you're, you're pump, 405 pounds on the on the yeah. bar. And I have more of the, like, I'm in my, my, my study at the church, and I have it really quiet, and I've literally turned the bass down As low as zero. it will go. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't like the bass. I want, yeah. I want to hear the... The treble. <laughs> yeah. So when you're listening, it's sort of, you know, you engineer it such that it's like easy listening rap it's music. It's tinny. Yeah, yeah, it's tinny. It's, it's, yes. of... it's like if, if Jack and Diane had somehow um, a, a, rap version. A, a rap baby. Okay. That's what I listen to. I love it. I love it. And with that, you know, while we're on the topic of what reform people like, uh, Gutcheck has an entire book on this topic. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about that. It's called Younger, Restless, or Reformer. It dropped. When in our histories act did this book drop? I think that that was part of the three-book Christmas that we did. The, the Christmas trifecta, uh, trifecta in 2010, I believe it was. Which, we, when we realized that that was too many books for us to try to put out at once. Exactly. So one of the one of the biggest mistakes we made as a company but until we did the Rapture book. That one came... <laughs> <laughs> that one, YRR, man. Younger, Restless, or Reformer is the one that kind of eventually rose to the top. And, and, be, and it still sells a lot. Yeah, it's really been a great uh, a great performing book for us. And I want to read something from it. Uh, this is from page nine, and I want to give the people a little a little taste of what the book sounds like being opened. So those that's younger wrestler sort of formed her. There it is. Um, so if you're in the book business or you want to be in the book business, you know this is what it sounds like. It sounds um, a lot different from the two books that we did that with last week. It does. Yeah, it really has its own kind of tenor. I feel like the, the base is lower on this one. <laughs> All right, so uh, so what I want to talk about here, what I want to read from YRR, is an equation. 
And I think when you're a reformed person, you like certainty. Uh, you don't like anything that smacks of um, sort of squishiness or postmodernism. So you like to have things well-defined. So in that spirit, um, we wrote an equation. And the equation, if you work this through, and it really works. If you work the numbers through, uh, you'll get a number at the end, and it's called your reformed quotient. Or so RQ. Yeah. Your RQ. So it really uh, it quantifies how reformed you are. So let me... Uh, let me just zip through this. If you're listening at home, you can grab a pencil. Um, you know, maybe use one of those journals that you haven't opened <laughs> and uh, flip it open to a page and you can work out your RQ. Um, here it is. So number of crossway books in collection plus number of children. Okay. So that's going to be a lot. That's going to be a big number already for a lot of reformed people, the, the crossway books plus the, the, the 9 to 12 children. Um, times number of children named after Reformation personalities. So, Zach, you being the theologian, give us some of these. Well, my son's name is Calvin. Yep. There you go. Um, I, I've met a few of those around. You could have mm -hmm. Luther. Okay. Sure. Um, you, but you could get more obscure. I feel like people like to go really obscure with like the yeah yeah the middle names of yeah or Machen. I know someone Machen. who named their kid Machen. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he counts as a Reformation personality if you're in this subculture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I knew a kid named Beazel. Okay. Um, and, and Straussberg. Okay. I, I'm making stuff up now. That, yeah, yeah, it. you are. Um, okay, so let's get back to the equation. Times number of adopted children squared. Okay. See, this so, is where you kind of come this in. This is where, yeah, this is where we, we have two adopted children. Plus, number of Reformed conference badges and lanyards. So this is a big one. Uh, some of those conferences are Together for the Gospel, Desiring God, Next. Wasn't there one called Next? That was a Probably. Thing. Um, Gospel Coalition. So if you have uh, any of those badges or lanyards, you'll need to count those up. Plus number of confessions, catechisms, and creeds you subscribe to. So again... I'll uh, I'll lean on you here. Give us give us the names of some of those creeds. Well, yeah, you've got your Heidelberg uh, Catechism, you've got your Westminster uh, Confession, and shorter and longer catechism both count. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've got uh, usually your younger wrestlers are reformed. We're not going to get into Luther's stuff, but uh, you got the whole Book of Concord and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, I probably could stack up six or seven. Confessions, catechisms, and creeds that I that I subscribe to, and that ups my RQ, which yeah. ups my value as a human. Absolutely, that and that's what this is all getting at. Um, okay, plus number of hours weekly spent on Chalies.com, mm. uh, and that one that reference is a little dated. I feel like that's sort of become, um, you know, Gospel Coalition dot dot com. Okay, the Chalies is still out there. Still out? Is still still a thing? I think so. Okay, for the book reviews and whatnot. Uh, okay. Or, and we're getting into some negatives now, minus 10 if you have cable. Oh, So oh, if you're a cable subscriber, a if, you, if you have cable television now, I mean, everybody in YRRdom is a cable internet subscriber so that they can blog and tweet. But uh, if you use cable to watch television, minus 10. And the, what okay. about Dish Network on these things? Those all count, Yeah, right? minus 10 for that, too. Yeah, Dish Network, um, whatever the other one is. Direct TV. Direct TV, thank you, yeah. Uh, okay, minus 20, and this, this is a killer. I don't know who would admit to this publicly but minus 20 if you unironically have a rick warren or joel osteen book on your shelf <laughs> so minus 20 for that minus number of dollars pledged to tbn yeah help yourself to to a little more bubbleberry there that's good stuff minus number of dollars pledged to tbn divided by 10 Minus number of times you've been watch blogged. Now explain the concept of watch blogging I, i'm a little bit concerned here because i think you should get 
maybe additional points for watch blogging. Okay. That that's a little dated too. Yeah. That was like the the term for guys who like their blog is just to find error and strip it naked in the public square. And if there wasn't any like big heresy on a given day, they were really bummed and they had to go find one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a lot of reform guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I have that in me. I have that animal. Yeah, in yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I, like Frank Turk has been accused of this, and I and mm-hmm. he and he denies it, and I think that he 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 doesn't fit this mold. Okay. Certainly not anymore. If he ever did, but but like there was a time when that was because here's the thing: reformed people, and I use we're, we're talking smaller small R reformed. Yeah. Um, we we just we we have a, a cage stage. Mm-hmm. It's been called where you become so obnoxious right yeah. at for yeah. six months to two years after you see the light okay and when you, a whole bunch of people enter this culture all at once almost that's where the young restless reform thing i came from i think mm-hmm. almost everybody was in that stage and everyone couldn't get enough of you know finding the heretics and right right right, right. flogging the heretics yeah. yeah but if you were watch blogged yourself yeah that should be a negative that's okay true. all right okay one more and then we and then we have to add it up so last one here minus Number of years spent in your emergent phase times 10. Now, <laughs> talk about the emergent phase a little bit and what that means. Well, the emergent phase is what our first book was about, man. Kind of That's Christianity. Right. Um, so number of, number, of, uh, number of years that you spent sort of unironically reading Brian McLaren or Rob Bell. Right, meeting in a... In a uh, Church that that that's that in used a, to be a like an abandoned factory that may still be a functional factory, right? And you sort of meet between the whirring, whirring machines. machines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that definitely that that'll that'll ding you a little bit. Okay, and you take that number and you multiply it uh, by ten. And and you can't have too high of a number there because the emergent like the the world's emergent phase was only like three years long. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the equation, and and I'm just going to read one, uh, one one entry off the scale here. So. Uh, you tally it up, you get your number, um, and you, uh, you you correspond it to the RQ scale that we have on the next page. Uh, let's see. How about this? 100 to 200. Uh, you've probably spoken or led a breakout session at a regional reformed conference. So if you, if you score between a 100 to a 200, you're probably a low-level kind of reformed personality. Yeah, that's a high RQ. Yeah. Congratulations. Things are looking up for you. Have you considered submitting a book proposal? <laughs> we know you've got 50,000 words stashed away somewhere that you've never told anyone about. Maybe you can recycle some old blog posts. <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one on the low end of the scale uh, okay. here. 6 to 20. So if you score between the number oh, 6 and the number 20. That's sad. Uh, this says, enjoy the climbing wall and gourmet coffee bar at your megachurch. You are fooling no one. <laughs> so very helpful, very practical helps. Uh, in younger wrestlers or reformed, it makes a great Christmas gift. Yeah, I think that uh, that uh, if you don't know who to what to get for that person in your life who who's kind of uh, like Ted and I, a little bit smug theologically, mm-hmm. but still able to laugh at themselves. Yeah, go on Amazon and get younger wrestlers or reformed. Now speaking of, or maybe this is the wrong segue, but speaking of laughing at things, okay. This is. I'm going to read something that I'm not laughing at. Oh, okay. And in so fact, it's like a, a kind of contrast. Yeah, it's kind of a contrast what I just did uh-huh. there with my words. But uh, I'm going to read this thing that <laughs> that I'm not going to laugh at at all. And in fact, you and I are not going to give any sort of commentary on this at all, which will be hard for us to do because good, because the whole premise of this podcast thing is is to be talking into this microphone. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to read something deadpan. And we're just going to let it hang out there. Now, you, is this where you want me to fire up the randomizer and, and we'll have it, it bring up? 
Yeah. One of the okay. Yeah, like a wheel, like like on Wheel of Fortune with one of the things that it the wheel sort of bumps against and it makes a clicking noise the click, and then clack, it stops. Clack, click, yeah. Clack. And the, and then and kind of like a slow doot doot doot. Yeah. Here here it goes. Kind of like building the the suspense and then it stops on something. <laughs> and and should I tell them what we're going to be randomizing? Sure, yeah. Okay, we're going to we're going to read uh, as a podcast every episode just one randomly selected Rachel Held Evans tweet. There it is. Okay. There it is. So fire up the randomizer, and uh, and and we'll let it click down to this tweet. Here we go. Okay, this is Rachel Held Evans. Even as someone whose career has undoubtedly benefited from it, I am wary of tribalism. Okay. So that is uh, that is the end of that segment. Um, Zach, why don't you tell us about uh, another great Christmas gift from Gut Check Press? Uh, tell us about the ultimate male Christmas gift. Everyone knows guys are hard to buy for. Yeah, like your dad, your, your brother. Dad, your dad. I, I have bought my dad an audiobook about World War II for 71 consecutive Christmases, and I'm only 36. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there, there's it's so hard to old older guys especially, but even guys our age. Yeah. You know, Ted and I are in our mid 30s. Are you in your late 30s? Is that where you're sitting right now? I'm, I'm going to call it mid. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm we're still in our clinging mid-30s. to mid. And uh, and it's hard to buy. Like I wouldn't know what to buy Ted for Christmas, but if he hadn't co-written this book, I would definitely get him a copy of the Christian Gentleman's Smoking Companion mm. because. Every guy needs to have a copy of this, especially guys who enjoy smoking cigars or pipes, guys who are uh, into old school stuff. And we're talking about rotary phones. Mm. We're talking about guys who are into uh, Cadillacs, uh, guys who don't have an iPhone uh, or wish they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ted, do you wish you didn't have an iPhone? You know, man, I have a I have a really conflicted kind of relationship with the iPhone because I, I'm not a... I'm not like that guy. I'm not like Mac, you know, Apple product guy at all. Like I, uh-huh. I don't get excited about any of that stuff. But uh, last time I had to get a, a phone, um, they were giving these away. I, I have an iPhone four, uh, which is several generations ago. But they were they were giving these away at it's uh, vintage man. Yeah, it's vintage. It's a vintage retro. iPhone. It's uh-huh. retro. And uh, so I grabbed this, and I've got to tell you, I really I, I enjoy it. I like having it. So. Do you want to know something true? Yeah. Trip Lee has a song about that. About about what about? It's called I love okay. lowercase I, Lower, I uppercase I, I get I it. I see what he did with the and, letters. And it's about how it, 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 it's about his girlfriend. Okay. And and you slowly realize that his girlfriend is his iPhone, and then he breaks up with her because she she's ruining his life. Oh, it's actually okay. pretty clever. It's yeah. actually insanely clever. No, I get it, man. I get right. it. So, well, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I've derailed us. That's oh, what okay. I've done. So let me read a little section from. Uh, we read a little of uh, the great moments in literature and film if a main character was replaced by cigar aficionado's James Suckling last week. That's if you listened last week. And if you didn't, because all 41 of you. Yeah, no, no, that 41 as of maybe two days ago. So it's maybe okay. like 63. Okay. Yeah, Let's just conservatively. Guess yeah. Um. Here, here's the uh, the section I want to read this week. It's called Places to Smoke, and this is apart from in a, a cigar lounge, uh, which we talk all about how to pick a cigar lounge, cigar lounge etiquette, that sort of thing. But if you can't get into a cigar lounge, here's some other places. If the weather's nice and you'd rather not spend an hour in a dark, semi-depressing cigar store environment, there are a number of places to smoke. We've broken down a few locations below and listed the pros and cons of each. Inside your house. Oh, man, that's the holy grail. Inside your house. This is the holy grail of cigar smoking locations. Your ability to smoke inside means that you are one of the following. A, single. 
Okay. B, married to a cigar-smoking wife, which is the mm-hmm. holy grail of wives. <laughs> yeah. Or C, making a huge mistake. <laughs> Disadvantages. That fan that you put in the window isn't going to do the job. It will smell like one big ashtray in here tomorrow. And how are you going to explain that? Also, that smoke erase spray that you bought at the tobacco shop is just going to make the place smell like cigar-scented lilacs. Ted, I feel like you should read on the deck because that's kind of, you know, we built your deck out here. And yeah, We yeah. smoke out there a lot. And by out here, we mean the outside of Gutcheck World Headquarters. Which isn't your dining room. No, absolutely not. On the deck, here we go. Advantages. This is a much more realistic and wife-friendly locale in which to smoke. On a perfect day, 70 and sunny with a slight breeze, no mosquitoes, no rain, no kids running in and out, the deck smoke rivals the finest cigar lounge. Disadvantage. The day I described above only happens about three times a year, and that's especially true here in Michigan, where the the sun kind of only comes out about three times a year. And when it does, that's when the mosquitoes are like, we will kill you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Why don't you take uh, In Your Garage, Zach? In Your Garage, advantages. This is where you smoke if it's raining on the deck. The garage is dry, and you won't get rained on in there. Also, there's an abundance of folding chairs and probably a couple cars. Disadvantages. Although you've made a half-hearted attempt to turn your garage into a cigar lounge, meaning you have a kerosene heater in the middle of the folding chairs and also a vintage beer sign on the wall, it's not really working. Unless your garage doubles as the set of The Godfather, it probably lacks a certain classy oak-paneled ethos and is instead a place where your kids keep their bikes and skateboards and you keep your lawnmower and weed whip, which (laughs) automatically makes it one of the most depressing places on earth. And if you're in the garage avoiding the rain, chances are the mosquitoes are doing the same thing. Uh, the next one, you know, comes from a real experience and a yeah. real kind of raw place, I think. In, a real raw place in the history of the company. So. I remember we were driving through Weberville. Yeah. Honestly, when we we were yeah. w- when this happened uh, in your car. You know, you know where we were coming back from, and, and it's all oh, it's all yeah. kind of flooding back. Uh, why did we go to Detroit that day? I think we went to Detroit to meet with Turk, and then we stopped at IKEA on the way back. Yes. Which two guys who are business moguls who own a company together shouldn't stop together at IKEA because especially I feel like... if they they put out like audiobooks about Mike Tyson right. and like books about cigars and maybe that's why it's okay that we stopped at IKEA. Maybe, maybe it is okay. It, and I remember that moment, and we'll get back to the smoking thing, but I remember the moment where we were driving up. Uh, I believe it's. 75 or 275 there in Detroit, and uh, we sort of looked at each other. I think I was driving, and, and I, I said, you want to go to Ikea? And, I, and it was really, it was kind of no, a raw moment for me. That's not how it went, man. It, really? No, you said jokingly, like, yeah, let's go to Ikea. Yeah. Like, like, you threw it out there, like. I threw it out there, just. Yeah, just kind of, and, and I was bait. like. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, right, let's, and then and there was a pause, and then you were like, I would go. Yeah. You know, I, I really would go there. And then we did, and then we exited, and we went to Ikea for like an hour. I remember there was a choice between that and something more noble, yeah. like helping somebody do something, and we chose IKEA. So. Yeah, of course we did. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Were we coming back from? Or were lunch we coming with back Turk? from Bay City? At no, no, no. We were, shop? we were coming back from lunch with Turk. Lunch with Frank Turk. Okay, yep. okay. Uh, so this is what we discovered: that in your car, disadvantages. You tell yourself that you'll keep the wind, the window open, and the air moving through. However, if the air is moving through, it also means that it's blowing the ash all over your clothes, upholstery, and skin. Your, your cigar begins to unravel, and you realize that if you're driving over, over 15 miles per hour, it's impossible to enjoy a cigar in your car. Advantages? None. None. <laughs> There's a couple more. Um, but maybe we'll leave those for the Yeah, reader. if we read everything, then why do they need to buy it? Uh, and, and honestly, I think that uh, this book has done so well because it's a good combination of useful information, 
charts and graphs, uh, graphics, you know, cigar sizes and shapes and technique and everything, different uh, stuff about cigars, and and then just kind of entertainment and, and funny stuff. Fantastic. Um, last thing, we're we're getting uh, we're getting short on time. I'm I'm getting uh, a signal from a producer that uh, <laughs> that it's time to, on the other side of the glass that it's time to wrap things up. Out on the deck, yeah. a, meeting at my neighbor's house. Who is that guy? I don't know. I don't know. Um, one of the things I'm I'm really excited about with our company, Zach, and I think it it represents a real step forward for us is that we've uh, we've taken on another author, and we've taken on sort of a, a social media marketing expert, somebody to kind of guide the the ship, if you will, yeah. uh, through the through the choppy, sometimes scary waters of marketing and social media. This was past um, due. His name is Chaz Marriott. Uh, he's got an exciting new book out called Mega. Get noticed all the time for everything. Uh, this book is your it, it's your classic kind of practical business book on building a platform. And by a platform, I don't mean like a little like raised a thing off the ground. What platform means is the number of people who follow you. And really, for the first time in our history as human beings, we can quantify that. We can put a numeric value on how liked you are. Right. Only how emperors many could do that in the past. Only emperors could do that in the past. Now everybody does. Now everybody can do it. And Chaz's thesis, really the thesis of Mega, is um, the more the more followers you have, the better you are. Right. Like Yeah, the, so, the better of a human being you are. So if I had, say, 70,000 Twitter followers and you had 30,000 Twitter followers, you would I'd be, be better, better than me. By, by how much? By 40,000. Exactly. 40,000 better than you. 40,000 better. And that's the point. That's the whole kind of point of, that's the heart of mega, if you will. That's the so, next stage in evolution uh, that we can do this. That we can now say definitively, I'm forty thousand units better than you. It is. It's amazing. It's and it's really exciting, I think, for publishing because no longer uh, does anyone care about actually writing a good book. It's not about like the words that you put together <laughs> and the sentences that you that you say or that you write. Um, it's really about that number. So. Uh, and Mega is really about it being about that number. If, right. if you're if you're tracking with what I'm saying. So there. does it? It almost sounds like it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of a deal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I you'd have to buy it to find out. You'd have out, to buy it to find out, but it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Chaz Marriott is on Twitter, uh, as you would well imagine. You can follow him at Chaz Marriott, and that's M A R R I O T with one T. Chaz is C-H-A-Z. So I'm going to read just some of Chaz's tweets. And these get hashtagged as Chaz Wisdom because Chaz that's really wisdom. what they are. Yeah. They're little nuggets, little uh, digestible kind of nuggets of business wisdom. So if you want to be a business tycoon like us, like Chaz, <laughs> if you want to be a business mogul, uh, you will follow Chaz at Chaz Marriott. So let me let me read some of these. And this is this is, I feel like, kind of existential for him. It's a little bit raw. Um, he says this, he says, I am more than the number of my Twitter followers. Oh, yeah. I am also the number of my Facebook followers. Chaz <laughs> Wisdom. Chaz Wisdom. Hashtag Chaz Wisdom. And that's really what it is. Uh, here's another one. And this is, this is so practical, I think, to where we, at, where we are in our business. The only reality is that which has been vetted by a focus group. Mm, and that's from page 47 of, uh, of Mega. Again, hashtag Chaz Wisdom. Um, this is, uh, this, is, this is the last one that I'll leave you with, and, and this, again, speaks to uh, Christmas and Christmas gifts. Give the gift that keeps on giving. A semi-obsolete business book by a sad, washed-up social media expert. <laughs> and that, I think he was feeling a little raw that day. Hashtag Chaz you know? Wisdom. Hashtag Chaz Wisdom. 
Yeah. And then the link to Mega. Well, what you need to know about Chaz is that he lives in a, a studio apartment above a dojo, karate dojo, with a man who may or may not be martial artist and former actor Steven Seagal. So there are low days. You there, know? There's a lot going on there. He has his own stuff going on, as we would say, yeah. <laughs> uh, about that. Well, folks, it's been a great show. Uh, this has been a pleasure. You've enjoyed listening to this. I have to say one thing, Ted. Yeah. I drank a lot of this, and yeah. it, I hate it. Okay. I really hate <laughs> so this. You, so you really, really hate... Uh, Rockstar Bubbleberry is what, I'm, tastes, is what I'm hearing from you. I'm trying to come up with words I can say into the microphone mm-hmm. here in the studio that is your dining room that, that are okay <laughs> for me to say, and I can't think of any. There aren't many, bad, are yeah. there? You know, the aftertaste on this on this drink is is especially, I think, offensive. You can, you can sort of taste... <laughs> it's especially offensive. You can taste the kind of drab, industrial, like, New Jersey suburb that this came out of, the yeah. that... In the in the industrial park, you know the kind of gray, like metallic. That's what I'm tasting here on the. And, on and the you can almost hear like the the songs from the emergent church that's meeting in the midst of the industrial park. Yeah, that meets in the industrial park in like the factory that makes the the bubble beer. But really, that's what this tastes like. It's like a vat and like the the dirty fingers of whoever was pouring stuff into the vat. Well, great, man. There, you, there you go. We're gonna end on that. And uh, thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us. Uh, next week, and by next week, I mean in two weeks, and by in two weeks, I mean probably a month from now. Or yes, never. Or never. God bless. You know what this is? This is I love. Yeah. You know I'm in I love. Yeah. My girlfriend's name starts with an I. Shines bright like stars in the sky. Stays by my side when it's dark. See that light.